Welcome back everyone to It's All Light. I'm your host, Natalie Baugh. And today we have a very, very, very special guest, Miss Carly Kramer. Hi everyone. I have been so excited to get Carly on this podcast because you guys will be blown away with everything she does in her life, everything she will teach us, and just how she lives her life, I think is a great example to us all and will uplift you to do and be better. And it couldn't be more perfect timing than with this new year and figuring out what you want to make with this year and how you want to improve yourself. So Carly, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm from Utah originally. I'm from Murray and I'm the middle child. I don't know <laughs> when people say, tell me about yourself. I feel like I say where I'm from and where I am in my family. I love that. <laughs> um, but I do technical product management. So I run an app. I so cool. um, love to travel. That's a fun fact about me. And I think in one year, I made it to five new countries, and so awesome. that's all I have to keep up. Um, so every coffee. year, you go to five more new countries? No, well, that year, it just happened to be five, but uh -huh. I think I set out a year to do like two or three. Cool. Where yeah. is 2023 taking you? 2023 is going to take me to the Bahamas Ooh. and then somewhere in Europe, hopefully. Take me with you. <laughs> I love traveling. Anyone's welcome. It's so that's so fun. I love seeing your travels. Carly and I also went to Disneyland together and she's a we big did. Disneyland fan. And that was awesome. Carly knows the ins and outs, the food, how to schedule everything. It was perfect. So highly recommend if you are going to Disneyland, text Carly. <laughs> yeah, hit me up. I've got all the must-dos. Yeah, so Carly and I actually met through our mutual best friend, Annie Reese. They grew up together, and then I met Annie in college, and then we all just became friends. I actually met her at the 80s dance night at Area 51 in Salt Lake. Oh, yeah. Annie <laughs> was, dragged me there, and I was... I was so, so grateful she did. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> it was, like, one of the nights. I think it might have been a weeknight, too, in college, and it wasn't very busy, but just, like, the four... There was, like, some other guy with us, and, like, the four of us just had so much fun. And that was my first yeah, interaction so. with Carly. <laughs> totally fun. I think we all learned I'm not a night owl then, but <laughs> it was fun. Which you have only just like maximized in your life, though. We'll talk about your routine and things like that, because that's something I admire in you. And whether mm -hmm. it's like your passion and energy now, like I know there's so many passions in life. It's just something you live and do, which is admirable. So, yeah, oh, tell us tell yeah. us some more about different passions you have in life. Um, well, I think right now where my passions lie are just the the physical and spiritual mental well-being of myself that once those are honed in, I think I would then be able to help others with their passions. You know, I, I feel like something <laughs> I've learned in this last year is that my tribe is quite big and I'm so grateful for them and for that and their support that they've given me and that I just now actively seek to also help them with their passions mm. and their goals because I find it so fulfilling to reach them um and I get so pumped when other people are like I'm doing this and then they told me that they they like accomplish it um I'm very passionate about my fitness and my health um and then where I can elevate that in any way by what I eat and um mm -hmm. 
that sort of thing. And then something I want to work on goal wise this year is elevating my mental and spiritual well being to be on the mm-hmm. same level as my physical health is wow. right now. That's cool. And just for all you listeners out there, her physical well being and how she eats is insane. She participated in uh, and won a wellness competition, a wellness like bodybuilding. I don't think bodybuilding is the right word. What do you call it? A wellness fitness competition? So it was a bikini fitness show. It's a, just right a category so cool. um, within your just NPC federation. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I competed in that in July last year, and then I will compete in one in August and October this year. Ooh, ooh, where's that one? They're going to be local here in Utah. Oh, nice. Because the first one you went to Dallas, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And that was so cool to watch Carly. Like she'd already been so good at working out and eating healthy, but then this kind of took her to the next level. And it was so cool to watch her in this process. And she's continuing to wake up at five, four thirty, four thirty ish, right? Five. Yeah. And she gets to the gym and works out for about two hours, right? Uh-huh. And I've seen her at the gym when I make it there, maybe once a year at five AM. <laughs> But it's amazing what Carly has accomplished and just her drive and determination. So I guess my first question is, what's your motivation for that? I feel like for me, that's the hardest part is my motivation. Um, okay. My thoughts on motivation. Um, well, I guess to start for why I did my first show, um, my dad's passed away and he did bodybuilding shows. So I get kind of had that energy and example around the house. And so after my dad had passed away, I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it because my dad is one of the most dedicated, hardworking humans I've ever met. And from there, I, you know, that was the motivation that gets you going. And that's my thoughts on motivation is that it only gets you started. Mm -hmm. It does not keep you going. Um, I think motivation is actually a fleeting attribute. Um, that um, can come and go very quickly. What gets you to reach your goals and your passions is actually organization and discipline uh, more than anything. And you are so disciplined. I can't wait to pick your brain. Okay, and you were saying, and more than anything. Yeah, well, just in more than the more than anything, if you have something that you want to reach, you know, getting up at 5 a.m. is not something I want to do. And I'm not motivated to do it. But I'm organized and I organize my day to make it so that I am there at five and I'm disciplined and I and I know that I'm like, hey, if I'm to accomplish this goal, this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's gotten easier because you've created that routine? Yes and no. Like, I think there's other attributes that like obviously play into it because like right now I wouldn't say I, I it's easy because it's cold in the mornings and I want to stay in my warm bed but Mm -hmm. like I know it's better for me to get up and get it done yeah or you know it's the holidays and you just want to you know go hang out with your friends late at night but I I know that like it's not going to do well for me tomorrow if I don't get enough sleep or um you know, so many different things come into play, but if, and even just this last week, I'm like, oh, I know this week was hard food wise because I didn't take the time to plan like I normally do. Mm. And so then you just have to reevaluate your goals, reset that motivation to get you started again, but then go back to the discipline and the organization. Mm. 
Okay, walk us through your day. I feel like that could help us see a glimpse into how disciplined and how organized you are. Yeah. So a typical day is I wake up around 4.50, 5 o'clock. I know 4.50 specific, but I have two alarms, 4.50 and 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get up and I roll right onto my knees and I pray and it's very um, discombobulated. But I just have said I will start my day that way, whether it's coherent or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get ready for the gym. I have a pre-gym snack. I go to the gym. I'm there and I'm rolling out and stretching by 530. And then I get my workout done around 8. What's your snack? I'm curious what you eat before the gym. Um, well, it kind of depends on what like phase I'm in right now. So since I'm in a surplus, um, I have like a low carb tortilla some spinach laughing cow cheese and a piece of turkey so you're hitting Mm. your all your macros fats carbs and um, protein and surplus just for those who didn't know because i didn't know a few weeks ago it's just eating more food to build that yes so Mm. because i'm (laughs) very heavy weights i also need to eat to back to sustain you okay got it so you eat Uh your snack and then you go to the gym yes hyped up on pre-workout obviously do you use buck uh, use bucked up i use bucked up and upper limit an upper limit nice yeah um when i get home from the gym i go right into getting ready for work and then i eat breakfast which to add into like what's organized and disciplined that's already pre-tracked in my fitness pal and like mm. it's already planned like i it's not guessing what i'm going to eat it's just now making it like i already have it planned Oh, you can pre-plan in my fitness pal. Yeah, you pre I pre-plan. I pre-plan my lunch. Like mm-hmm. even if I'm work from home, I already know what I'm gonna have for lunch. Or if I'm going to the office, I have already pre-tracked and have my my lunch ready to go. And then mm-hmm. I'm off working. If I'm at home around lunch, I usually like to go on a walk because I try to hit like a step goal. Um and then once work is done, and one thing I'm implementing, uh for this year and trying to be better at is a power hour. So if anybody's read the 5 a.m. club, they know that the power hour is when you wake up at five, that is the time to read, meditate, uh, you know, make your bed, do all these things mm-hmm. uh, just for that first hour of the day before you get started. And you've, and one of the reasons they want you to do it is because you feel so accomplished um, just within that hour doing so much. Um, for me, since I get up so early to do the gym. I needed to schedule power hour at a different time. And so right now that's going to be post work where I'm going to um, study scriptures, study or read a book. Um, Cause I love to read physical books rather than mm-hmm. like audio books and then um, do some journal writing, do all that within an hour. Then I'll do dinner plan my food and everything for the next day, nightly plan, go to bed. So the nightly plan is just kind of going through what you're doing the next day? Going through the next day, um, I weekly plan. And so that's just kind of like review, add in anything that might have come up mm-hmm. um, before. And then, yeah, I try to be off to bed by like 9, 930. I love that. Did you have a nutritionist help you at all when you were training? Like, how did you learn how to eat certain foods like you are so good at that and I'll share another fun story about that in a minute but 
Um, yes and no. So I've had a basic knowledge of nutrition and macros. Um, but with my coaching and programming that I have, they do provide a nutritionist and she's just there to help with like meals. Mm. Um, but I love to cook. And so it's just kind of like they had a meal plan option available. And I would use that sometime when it's just like, I'm tired. I don't have time to, you know, cook Mm. and prep and just have something at easy access. But um, I think I just learn, also learned as I go and just kind of what works for me and what I like. And some, you know, negotiables, non-negotiables, like I love peanut butter and dark chocolate. And so I would take that over ice cream. And, and I mentioned that was saying like, I compete and I do this, but I still have chocolate and I still have maybe Mm -hmm. an ice or two just because this is like my life doesn't mean that I don't have an enjoyable one mm-hmm. totally yeah oh. um yeah. my fun story was we went to St. George for a, a bachelorette trip and Carly like cooked all our meals and I was so lucky and blessed but my favorite was kebabs and she had like the best seasonings and I was like wow like like everything she would cook and prepare too and she was also eating like more specialty foods for herself because she was in that training time. But it was so cool to just see like, it really isn't as complicated as we think. Like you just cut up some chicken, cut up some vegetables, put them on a skewer and then grill them. Or you could cook them in the oven or do whatever you want with whatever you have. But like, it's not as crazy as it needs to be to eat healthy and to create these good habits, right? I mean, I say easy lightly because I know it does take a lot of work and effort, but like, yeah, it's doable. And I think I, I want to, yeah, go ahead. The biggest thing on it is, is time and people mm. just don't want to put the time in. Got a sacrifice. What do you yeah. feel like you've had to sacrifice for this? I mean, like social time, like to go to bed early is one. Um, social time. Um, I've had to sacrifice a lot of a lot of things, you know, it hit hard mentally more than I think I originally thought it would. Um, Mm. I think sacrifice pride in a lot of ways um, because you have, you think you know what you're doing, but you have a coach that knows what they're doing and they're, you know, Mm -hmm. they have to be able to accept correction. Um, Mm. And then it becomes really humbling to, to know that it's like, yeah, people know more than I do and I need to accept that help. Um, I think the biggest thing, like you mentioned, is I just had to sacrifice a lot of my time for this goal. Um, but like I said earlier, my my tribe is huge and I everybody was so supportive. And even if I was out with friends, they would be like, okay, it's getting close to like nine o'clock. Like you need to get going. You got to go to bed. And then it did come with some, you know, friendly banter, you know, they would go out to eat and I'd go with them, but I would bring, (laughs) bring my meals with me and they'd make fun of me then, but they just did it to tease. But oh, I just admired you with your own food. I was like, whoa, she's just so much healthier than all of us. (laughs) And I I was like, I'll get there one day. I was a little bit of a Nazi. And so this next prep, I definitely have a couple of things that I wanted balance out right I love that like you've done it once and now you know how to improve for the next time so when does when does like the rigorous training begin so for the August show um so I'm kind of small right now um I need to grow in like 
my lower body and in my shoulders. And so muscle growing muscles, what you're talking about. I need to grow in muscle, um, with keeping the fat low. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think I'll probably be in a surplus or in a muscle gain period for probably another month and a half to two months. And then I will start cutting. Um, And that's where most guys live because they just want to gain weight and they want to just gain muscle weight and get big, right? Like most guys I know are always trying to do that. Yeah. I mean, men are different than women. That's true. Um, something that women, I think now more on media are, are showing is that lifting weights does not make you bulky. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, it wasn't until maybe the last like two months, two and a half months of my prep that I started to do cardio and I was dropping weight, dropping fat. And all I was doing was lifting heavy weights. Um, wow. Yeah. And so cardio is just meant to be a tool. It is not meant to be a consistent thing in your life. People are like, do you want to go to high fit? No, I don't. (laughs) See, and I've been raised opposite of I've only ever done cardio like majority of my life and so now I'm finally transitioning to how can I incorporate more weightlifting and I can still keep my running and my cardio but like I know that the weightlifting will benefit those areas tenfold yeah for sure so surplus mode for a few more months and then you said cutting or sculpting what was the word you used yeah just a cut or um that's kind of what they they call it on the the physical side of things, mm-hmm. it'll be a deficit. And so that's when my, what I output. So my energy and calories burnt becomes more than my input, which is mm. the food that I eat. Right. Right. I love my fitness pal. And I, I haven't thought about setting a goal to use that, but it's so cool to be able to track that. I'm addicted to my Garmin watch though. And that usually tells me my active calories, my resting calories. And then I have like a, a ballpark idea of how much I should be eating. Mm-hmm. But I just love talking to you about this because I'm I want to get to maybe not extreme levels. I don't think you're extreme, but like I feel like your discipline is something that'll take me quite a while to attain. So I'm trying to figure out little things I can do right now to like just chip off some some more and get closer and closer. But yeah, like of even the other day, so I'm writing an article for work about going off sugar. And so me and my coworker are going off sugar and Carly just was able to share so many things about, okay, this and this and this, but also like, it's not the end of the world. If you have chocolate, that's part of life. And, and then you just like can equate it and balance it and track it and plan it. And it's just so cool that you've learned this. So was your dad really good at like the, the so for bodybuilding foods always included in that. So did you watch him like cook healthy meals and did you learn a lot of that from him um there's definitely a stigma around how bodybuilders eat and they just think they're eating boiled chicken and rice (laughs) that was kind of what I saw my dad do granted this was you know 12 15 years ago I think I was 10 10 or 12 when like he was doing his like one to two shows that he did Um, but he did always like instill, like I, I started like going to the gym and lifting with my dad at six in the morning when I was in high school. Um, and you know, I would go get ready for school and he'd come downstairs and he would have made me oatmeal and eggs and, you know, just like having that balance. But like, he loved his cookies. My mom makes the best homemade treats ever. And so, um, yeah, I definitely think 
passion and motivation kind of started in the home for me. And my dad, he was so disciplined and just like any goal I set, like a couple of summers ago, I set a goal to run a half marathon before I like really got into lifting and because I've always wanted to set a goal to challenge my body or challenge my mind in one way or another. I've done Mm -hmm. 75 hard and I was like, okay, now what's next? And he would just call me and be like, okay, did you run today? I'm like, yeah, I did. And he goes, okay, how many miles? And he's like, okay, if you ran this many miles today, how many are you going to run tomorrow? That's, Mm. or, you know, organization on like all these things. And he's like, okay, once you hit those goals, how are you going to taper your time back? Like all the, the little things. Yeah, no, for real. When I think about training for marathons and different things like that, if I don't have a set plan and, and mapped out time each week of where I'm running, when I'm running, who I'm running with, it doesn't happen. But like, once you just say you're going to do it, like discipline kind of builds off of other things you're disciplined in, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, I think routine and discipline are hand in hand. But for me, it was always like, okay, I have my planner, I'm mapping out, okay, I need like a training plan, right? It's like, I have to do this on this day. And I have to do this on this day. And yeah, there were a day or two I missed, but that's just life. But generally, like, I hate track workouts. Actually, I like them more now. But like, that was on my training schedule and I made time to go and do that. And so it's mm-hmm. like, I've done it before. I know I can do it. And then from there I can build up and do, do more things or be more disciplined in different areas. How do you feel like your discipline has transferred to other areas in your life? Um, in other areas of my life, I think this, what came to mind was like loyalty. Mm. Um, because I'm disciplined and loyal to myself, I'm, you know, loyal to other friends and mm-hmm. loyal to the, you know, callings that I have. Um, and I think that also comes with a lot of trust. You know, I trust myself to be like this and other people will trust me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. You're dependable yeah. for yourself and to others. Yeah. Loyal. I don't think you can yeah. be dependable to others unless you are for yourself. Mm, that's true. You have to make sure your cup is full in order to like pour it into anyone else's. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would a hundred percent say you are like one of the most loyal people I have ever met to your friends, to your family, to, to anything you do really, like even in your career path too. I didn't really know you a ton in college, but since then I've seen you in your careers and just how dedicated you are and just like everyone around you knows that about you and and I feel like they don't expect it from you but they can depend on you they they know what you'll show up for how you'll show up and it's just top of the top best of the best like that is what you produce and I admire you so much so okay what other thoughts do you have we've kind of gone all over the place but I'm like trying to figure out there's so much we could talk about but what's on your mind I think Well, okay. So you mentioned there's two things on my mind. You mentioned, um, you know, like, okay, I made goals and plans and sometimes I don't, I miss a day. Mm. Um, and I think one thing about new year's resolutions and, um, goals that people set is that if they think if they miss a day, then, then they're done. Mm. And that, you know, the goal is over. They couldn't hit it and all Mm -hmm. those things. And for me, I'm like, oh, I missed today, but I'll hit it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's get everyone saying that more, but I'll hit it tomorrow. Yeah, but I'll do it tomorrow. Um, 
And as long as you like, and that's discipline, you know, there, you can only control what you can control. And so if that one day you had some in like non-controllables that you just like couldn't do, then like, that's life. Hmm. But like, what are you going to do the next day to make sure like you hit that goal? Is it, you know, setting a timer, setting a timer. I have all these timers going off between like 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Making sure I've hit all of my non-negotiables for the day. Ooh, non-negotiables. People make your non-negotiable list. Yeah, make a non-negotiable list and like hit that. And then I also think when it comes to being disciplined, like I've had a lot of people come to me and ask like my thoughts on doing a show. And they've always mentioned how like, they want to do one too. And I, I ask them if they make their bed every day. And if the answer is no, then I tell them they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I, I have a chance because I make my bed. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I get that that's hard, but it's like a, it's a small task. Like, are you able to do this small task every mm-hmm. single day? And if you're not, then you, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't think you can. Yeah. And, and things like that. Like you said, sometimes it helps to start at a young age and kind of build that up for your whole life. Like for me, making my bed was something I always did. My mom kind of gave us a little incentive. She would put like a quarter on our bed if it was made by the time we got home from school. Um, But so that has always been just like a no brainer. My bed is always made. But like there's so many other little things in your life that you could could see what you're doing good at and then then think of, okay, what's another routine I want? Like for me, I at one point I wasn't saying my morning prayers and I was like, how can I get that and to be my goal yeah. I'm like you like first thing I do is roll out of bed and and just pray even if I'm not the most cognitive but like even with this year my goal is to meditate every day and I might have missed one day this weekend but like I told myself kind of what you were mentioning like okay just make sure you hit it tomorrow you know like it will take time to do something you're not normally used to doing and I think failure is part of consistency but also you said a word that starts with a D almost like dependability, but no, oh, there's another word, but it's just like accepting those failures as part of your progress. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it just, it truly really becomes a mental game more than anything else. Mm. You know, our goals are probably physical actions, but it's your mental strength and ability to, you know, put your phone down, get off Instagram mm-hmm. and like, get up and go do things I have I have like two quotes that I really just kind of like they're I live by them my and also my goals and everything I have is my lock screen like it's just a no and it's my lock screen but the two and one that comes to mind about mental growth and things like that is Mm -hmm. that it says you cannot win the war oh let me get one second go grab your quotes (laughs) I know I'm like let me show you or not show you, but just tell you. Okay. It says, okay, you cannot win the war against the world if you cannot win the war against your mind. Mm. Our minds are crazy powerful. Your mind is so powerful. Like you can do so many things and if you put your mind to it. And I, I think that's where like if we want to full circle things about passions and whatnot, it's like mm-hmm. If, if it's a passion and your mind is set on it, I thought about doing a show for three years before I like signed got up. a courage and signed up and did it. Or for so many people, it might be like thinking about going to do a master's 
or thinking about going on a mission, um, you know, so many things, your mind and, you know, the little filing cabinets back there, it, it's a true desire, it, you know, run towards that anxiety, don't run away from it, run to it. Mm. Um, and then you'll be surprised, like what you're capable of, because the mm. only person telling you that you can't is you. That's true. At the gym with my boyfriend, we were doing some some back squats and he was like you can always do two more when you're when you feel like you're at your limit because like we're so much more capable than we think so I was trying to do that but at the same time I've tried to learn about my willpower because sometimes you are just depleted and you like and your brain like just doesn't want to work so for me I've tried to learn like oh if I do go work out in the morning then I haven't exhausted my energies at work. I haven't exhausted my energies in whatever else I have in my life. And I can focus on like getting over those mental barriers. And everyone says that with running. So I'm trying to figure out that mental barrier I broke with running, you know, Mm -hmm. running long distance and try to apply that to weightlifting. Like I've been starting to do just, I mean, like 15 pound reps of like bicep curls, but I was doing them all until I, Till I failed until I like literally couldn't lift it up anymore and so just doing as many reps and rounds as possible to that point and the next day I was like so sore and I felt so good and I was like okay this is this is how things are going to actually change is because I'm I'm pushing it to that wall and and hitting that barrier yeah which I don't know it's a a work in progress and you are just you're my vision board basically (laughs) just cut out a little picture of Carly and glue it on my board no but it's really cool like especially the random times that I decide to go to the gym at 5 a.m and I see you I'm just like oh she's doing it I can do it and there's like all her pointers I'm like please tell me them all like you know so much sorry that was a bit of a tangent but we can circle back into your other quote too um my other quote and I love this one and I live by it It is don't be upset by the results of the work you didn't do oh mm-hmm. so if like I I that was my like quote my you know my vision quote for the show and really kind of for the year with all the goals that I've set for myself is that by the end of the year the end of show prep if I get on stage And I look at myself and say, I could have looked better. Mm. I can't be upset because I didn't put in that work. Ooh, interesting. Mm. But if I get up there and I'm like, dang, I look good. And I, you know, I maybe won't, didn't take first or whatever, but like, I can't be upset because I know uh, from start to finish, I was at a hundred percent. You put in the work. Yeah. Mm. And I have so many thoughts right now, but like the first one was just that sacrifice that it takes to put in the work. I was talking to my friend about running and goals and, and just like the idea that like, if I really wanted to, I could try to compete like professionally running. And he's like, it just takes sacrifice. He's like, you literally just change your life to that's what it's all about. And you sacrifice almost everything else. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. not my goal right now, but like, it's just kind of like, learning about the possibilities and then figuring out what you want yeah so what are your thoughts on potential and these possibilities like what helps you what helps you see that you worked your hardest that is something I struggle with but like getting on stage and knowing you did your hardest what what helps you get there with the possibilities um let me think helps me get there 
that was kind of worded bad but just what helps you see no. that potential yeah. i think potential is like what what's coming to mind is like being good at learning mm-hmm. um cuz i i'm still learning and so the potential or the possibilities of being on stage and you know let's say taking first I know for me that that will come from uh, asking questions, getting feedback, being humble to receive criticism um, because the criticism is constructive. It's not to knock me down. It's to say, hey, you know, I'm your coach and you're telling me this is a goal. I'm trying to help you. and so let's make some adjustment adjustments. And I think that can also be applied to in my, the spiritual growth that I need where, you know, God is not trying to knock me down. He's just saying, Hey, I see some areas and aspects in your life that we can make some tweaks and let's, let's do it together. And that's what your coach, like your coach is doing with you too. He's saying, let's do this together. That's what it's God asking us to do. He's saying, let's do this mm-hmm. together. If you have a therapist and you're, you know, working on things mentally, she's not making you do it by yourself mm-hmm. either. You know, I think it's really understanding potential doesn't have to be alone. Mm. Potential alone possibility is comes together with mm. other people. Yeah. You mentioned that at the beginning, like you have a tribe and that's your friends and your family. And those people that support you and and know what you're working toward and and want want that for you as well. I also think, at least for me, something that helps me. And I was thinking about it earlier, like on social media, like I always save a bunch of reels or running videos or stretches. And I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here and I'm saving them, but I'm not actually doing them. So I'm like, okay, how can I change my patterns of okay? If I see a video, like maybe even try that that like toe exercise or hip flexor exercise right then and there. And then write it on a piece of paper to remember that instead of having to go back through my phone and look through my videos. But like, there's so many resources out there and videos and and people to follow. But I feel like also like different mentors in your life that sometimes you can approach and be like, hey, do you want to do this with me? Or can you can you kind of coach me through this? And maybe that is just them checking in once a week. Hey, did you do that? You know? Like mm-hmm. I could ask Carly, be like, hey, can you just check in with me once a week and make sure I'm on track with this X, Y, and Z? But it really does help so much when you have that support. Absolutely. And then I think along with that, it's so good to have that as backup. But I would almost rephrase it. Like I've had a, a couple people ask, you know, hey, can we do macros together? Or hey, can we do this? And I, mm-hmm. I tell them, I'm like, great. So you're going to be accountable to me. Year, and so I, I set like a check-in day with them yeah. and I go, as soon as I have to be accountable to you, meaning you follow me asking you if you've Ooh, done yeah. your goals, then I will charge. Oh yeah. I like that flip. Yeah. And so it's like with coaching and everything, my coach is like, this isn't an accountability program to, for you to, from you to me, mm. this is an accountability program from you to you. And I will just be here. Huh? to back you up after which I think is a lesson I'm slowly figuring out more and more it's because like at the gym I wanted like someone to be in my face telling me yeah come on you can do it you can push harder which is still good too but like at the end of the day it really is just up to me and my mental motivation to push through and actually do it yeah 
no matter how many people are screaming in my face. <laughs> and I don't think that's that fun. Anyway. <laughs> it depends how they do it. Because sometimes it does pump me up and motivate me. But also it could pump me up with just someone standing by me and doing it with me. Yeah. Instead of yelling at me. But it, it, it really is just a, like a you thing. I think different jobs and in careers too. It's important. Like I feel like my company doesn't focus so much on here's your job and here's your reward. It's more of you're accountable for yourself and you like we don't do incentives because you you need to learn how to just motivate yourself and work which yeah it's sometimes hard to accept because I feel like our society and our culture is sometimes like you do something you get a reward and it's, for it's a sales company so I fully am it's from that outside thing yeah what are your thoughts on that um it can be good. I don't think I'm trying. I don't want to discredit entirely, but I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, no. Oh, one thing I've realized. So I recently just switched companies. Um, and at the one, my previous one, they were very big on, oh, you did this. Great. Here, here's a pair of Nikes or, oh, mm-hmm. you've been doing great here. Go take the jazz tickets, like the, the courtside seats. And I'm like, at to that point or it got to a point where I'm like I just want you know my hard work to be shown you know through pay or my hard work to be shown through words of affirmation essentially where Mm -hmm. it's like hey this credit is just well seen um by other people and you know that's it whereas now at my company that I work at now um, they're not really like within the department that I'm in, it's not really incentives, mm. but my boss, he's actually very good at saying like, Hey guys, Carly's been working on this and she's come up with great ideas instead of like, collectively saying like, Oh, we've done something. Cause mm-hmm. we know we are a team and that would have been totally fine if he said that, but to say specifically by name, Hey, Carly's worked on something. Mm-hmm. That to me is great and and what I need more than saying like, hey, you did this, here's a gift card. Like, I don't need that incentive. But to be called out by name saying, hey, she did a good job, that is the the boost in the brain that I need and I, it keeps me motivated. Hmm. I love that. And I love how it's different for everyone. But I think just that power of words, it doesn't have to be, oh, you get this if you do that, but just... Just acknowledgement. I think we all want that acknowledgement and validation. I think that goes 100 yards. Oh, cool. Okay, I feel like I had one more thought, and I'm trying to circle back to it. Passion, energy, power, love. A few other things you mentioned to me about your passions is just energy and love in general. Do you have some concluding thoughts with those? Um, yeah, so I... Uh, towards the end of the last year, I read a book called Good Vibes, Good Life. Um, and it talks about the law of attraction and the law of vibration. Now, the law of vibration shortened is the vibe. Like, you know, everybody asks, like, oh, do they pass the vibe? <clears throat> like, you know, what? Oh, you're going to a party. What's the vibe? Um, mm-hmm. And so the law of vibration is essentially surrounding yourself that with people or doing things that match that same vibration, that same high, if it's high energy or low energy. And so something I'm working on this year 
especially with energy and love is to, you know, surround myself with people that match that. Um, because if I'm at, you know, I like to say I'm at like a pretty level headed with like spikes of high. I'm not, I've never always, never really been a super high energy person. Um, but I just want to surround myself with people that I feel comfortable with and I love them and that have the same passions and the same desires as I do, or even just have the desire to have a passion that way (laughs) we can back them up. And then I think, you know, when you said like energy and love, what came to mind is like manifesting, like I'm trying to manifest love this year and Oh, yeah. Um, however that may happen. But um, I think it's like what you put out is what you receive. Mm-hmm. I literally I do the momentum dashboard on my Google Chrome. And the quote today was about like what you put out, you'll receive. Yeah. And there was a TikTok my sister sent me called the lucky girl syndrome. And then yeah. she sent me another video of it, too. It's kind of trending. But it was just like if you just say, wow, I'm so lucky. I'm the luckiest girl like. My life is great. I have a great job. I have great friends. Like, I'm doing great things. Like, if you just constantly tell yourself that, it'll only increase your chances of being lucky and your chances of finding those things you want to find. I mean, it's similar to manifesting, but I wrote that on my my whiteboard. I was like, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. And, like, it's just been funny because I feel like the other day, too, I just had, like, that thought of, like, like something happened and I was like, wow, I'm so lucky. And I'm like, whoa, like, I really am. Like, just keep saying it and doing it and... And it's amazing, like the power of our minds, as well as just our thoughts and how we control them and what we put in them, right? No, yeah, totally. Oh, so many good things. Okay, we've talked about so many things. What do you feel like is your personal takeaway for today? Um, I think my personal takeaway for today is to um, just, I mean... I'm like, I almost just want to live up to the hype. I feel like people hype me up too much. I'm not like... (laughs) No, you live up to the hype. Like, ask anyone. You really do. Yeah. And then I just, you know, yeah, I want to focus on good energy towards... I think I've got the discipline and organization locked in physically. And so I mentioned power hour. And Mm, it starts today, guys. Like, I didn't finalize my goals until this last weekend. And so... Power hour. Things got going on today that I probably can't do power hour until right before bed, but it'll happen. Yeah. I think that's probably my takeaway. That and setting my weightlifting goals, like putting those in a plan so I know what I'm doing every day weightlifting wise. Because if that's something I want to focus on, that's what I'm going to do. But I, I love the power hour because I've been trying to do this meditation and my scripture study. And I think power hour is a good way to maybe do those, even if it's broken up into little segments just like those power power moments i'm reading the book actually reading a book actually called power of moments and it's it's kind of geared toward marketing in a way but it's also just kind of like in your life like surprises you can have and like peaks in your life that you you can kind of create and that kind of works with manifesting too because it's like a combination of all sorts of things of being a little bit more unique than normal but also trying things new like trying new new things anyways but power of moments creating that power hour and then weightlifting you guys (laughs) especially women it helps us so our bones don't break and 
it's just so we can do more things and have better babies and i don't know yeah. i could go on and on weightlifting is really important but and if you want my opinion don't high rep it don't compound, high rep it okay. compound overload wait say that one more time so we can understand it <laughs> okay so you mentioned that you're doing bicep curls yeah at, you know 15 pounds until you burn out right well uh, yeah sets yeah. of them that <laughs> sets of them so if you're trying to gain muscle mm -hmm. uh, compound overload so you start at a beginner weight okay let's say it's 15 pounds mm -hmm. and you do three working sets not warm-ups warm up and working set okay they're different so i could warm up with maybe 10 you can warm up with maybe 10 for a set okay maybe two if you want Set of then like eight to twelve. Yeah, you're just warming up. It's fine. okay. And then working, meaning you know you get to push your it. last. Yeah, you got to push it. So your last two to three reps are hard for you, and you do fifteen pounds. The next week, you need to increase it to seventeen point five. Then you do that. Then the next week, you're going to increase it to you know, 20s. Now let's say 20s probably at your max. Mm -hmm. So you're going to keep it at 20 and add in reps and sets. Mm. And then once 20 becomes easy, then you'll drop back down to your three sets of, you know, 10 to 12, but go to 25. Oh, okay. This so maybe you for a few days, do 15 until that 15 is not as part of a work and then do 20 pounds the next day until that's less work so depending on how your a workout split is set up and this is like a whole long thing um, <laughs> i love it but you should i do not i maybe i don't need i'm not even doing bicep curls right now like it's not a consistent thing part of my workout and that's one thing i think people get stuck on is that they do the same workouts for months on end mm. i get a set of blocks of workouts every six weeks Wow. Because uh, you need to change up how your muscles mm -hmm. and everything. Movements. And so, no, I would not do the 15s for a couple of days. I will do the 15s of one week, and then I will push myself the next week. So I could do one week of 15s, and then the next week warm up with 15, and then do 20 as my workout. Yes. Wow. Okay. This is good. See, there's so much I need to learn, and I think I need to pay Carly so she can, like, literally walk me through everything because there's so much to learn and honestly, just if you learned anything, just just know that if you do these things we've talked about, you can become as disciplined as Carly. Like, honestly, <laughs> it, it takes so much work and mental power. But as you've seen throughout this episode, Carly puts in the work and like it's not just getting up at 5 a.m. It's her planning and her organization and just her motivation from the get go. Right. I like how you said motivation is fleeting, but just like that spark. But then what's your plan? How are you going to actually accomplish it? Not beating yourself up, but also just envisioning where you're going to get and how you're going to do it. So thank you yeah. so much, Carly. I'm so excited. Oh. Um, if you're willing, could you send a picture of your goals on your lock screen and I could maybe post a little reel about you? Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I will send them because they're last year's goals, so I haven't done Perfect. Year, just so. to give people an idea of, of what you're capable of and if you want to live your life in this type of way. With disciplined organization, I think it's a great example. I also, yeah, with her permission, will post her um, her show pictures. 
I will pick. With your permission, yep. <laughs> well, again, thank you, Carly, so much. Enjoy your night. Everybody, I hope you loved this episode as much as I did, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.